the bishop or butless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. <laughs> Do you know that? No. That's from Anchorman 2. Oh, right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Series 2 and another exciting episode of I Don't Know History. My name's Alex, I'm I'm your resident historian, and I'm here with RJ. RJ, describe your job role. I don't know history. There we go. There we, <laughs> and roll credits. <laughs> That's the funny thing about the podcast, it's I don't know history, but it's hosted by you, but I'm the one who doesn't know history. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's more about you, you're like the subject of the whole podcast. Yeah, but I I, I feel like a blank canvas for you, because <laughs> y- y- you come here with all, all the knowledge and yeah, all the exactly. stuff, and I'm the blank canvas where you paint. How much? Uh, how much you know about history, RJ? Nothing. I okay. know one cool. season worth of history where I failed the exam. How much do you remember? Um, World War Two. Uh, I remember World War One basically happened because someone went to a sandwich shop and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just, did happen. Yeah. I just went. Hang on, I'll I'll swing it around. <laughs> yeah, like basically that is that I use that line so much at like mm. parties and gen- not parties, but just like World War One is such a weird thing because like it wouldn't have happened. Like the whole butterfly effect thing, like turning a street the wrong way. Fucking World War One happened because. Oh, it it would have. It would have been some way, but I understand come what on, you mean. Like, it, it would have been slightly joke. different, and Germany might not have had the whole war guilt clause. And stuff. Anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> However, the episode that I've got in store for you, RJ, is going to reference, like, three episodes from last season. Okay. So, today we're doing, on special request, the formation of the United Kingdom. And I took a deep dive, ladies and gentlemen. So, I could have, I could have just spent, like, an hour talking about the actual, like, the acts of union between... Scotland and England and Ireland and the UK and uh, all that kind of stuff. But I decided to jump back like a thousand years. Bloody hell. More like 1,500 years. Are we going to be seeing Llewellyn and all that now? We might. Yes, we are. Okay, cool. <laughs> Spoilers. I mean... Um, <laughs> I'm just glad I know, remember I can't some. go into I can't go into like enormous amounts of detail about everything because otherwise we'd be here for six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so some things I might just gloss over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and also certain things about Wales we have already spoken about. Mm-hmm. And also England. We've, we've already done that. So um, the formation of the United Kingdom. So way back when... Britain, or Britannia, was ruled by the Romans, as were, was pretty much all things, right? Do you know, it's the f- first test of the season, right? Do you know who came in after the Romans? After the Romans? Yes. They essentially chased off the Romans. <laughs> no clue. Right, okay. So, Like, I, I don't know things in order. Like, you said who came in next, I was like, the dude. <laughs> Alright, so the, the, Roman, the Romans ruled Britain up until about... 410 AD. Okay. Um, and sort of that was like the dissolution of the Western Roman Empire as much as anything. And Germanic tribes moved in. Okay. In the early 5th century. Mm-hmm. Um, now, certain, certain of these tribes are the Angles mm-hmm. and the Saxons. So the Anglo-Saxons. Though they were all culturally diverse mm-hmm. when they came in. Um, they eventually developed a cultural identity as Anglo-Saxons. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, it wasn't the Anglo-Saxons came in. Yeah. It was a, a, a number of various Germanic tribes moved in and through their common occupation of Britain um, became the Anglo-Saxons. Yeah. Which is where 
England comes from Angle, England. And Saxony obviously is an area in Germany still, so you can kind of trace that back. Yeah. Um, the Anglo-Saxons ruled Britain for uh, quite a while, like five centuries. Um, so it's something really interesting happened when the Anglo-Saxons came in. Um, so based on the lack of the lack of Celtic or Latin influences in the language that became known as Old English, um, it's pretty clear that either all of or most of the former inhabitants, so the, the Romano-British inhabitants, left the island. Like, they just went back to Europe. Or, which probably more likely, is that Anglo-Saxons took such a dominant rule of the island that they acculturated, here's a nice word, they acculturated the Romano-British people to the point where the language and culture of the Roman Britons basically died out. Um, you can compare this, similarly, to the way the English did to the Welsh in the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, or they certainly attempted to, with, like, you're not allowed to speak Welsh, Welsh not, all that kind of stuff, and they basically tried to make Wales England. Ugh. And they pretty much, for, for a while, succeeded. Like, yeah. Wales, Welsh was, like, gone from Wales. And, like, when did Welsh road signs come in? Welsh road signs? Oh, yeah. I actually don't know that. Mid twentieth century, something like that. Yeah, like sounds a, about right. When they had because to... it was dying off, and then they were like, "Okay, we need to have a yeah. big campaign." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I'm aware of. I like, remember um, even even when I moved to Wales. So in two thousand and one, it was just like, you, as an English person, you thought like, "Oh, no one speaks Welsh in Wales." Like, it's ridiculous. It's a, it's, a, it's a comical idea. Yeah. However, um, it's come back anyway. So um, it's the Anglo-Saxons settled down into what's called a heptarchy comes from seven the latin word for seven hept hepta yeah. and monarchy so it's a term you first used in the 16th century um by historians and historiographers but it, it described like how they ruled so um there were seven 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 kingdoms on the on the, on the kingdoms the island of britain yeah so east anglia essex kent mercia northumbria sussex and wessex it's quite weird that a few of those are close. I was expecting them to be quite further apart than they are. How do you mean? Like, region-wise. Oh, yeah. So, East, East Anglia is just like... East Anglia is like the butt of England. Yeah. Kent's just below it. Yeah. Wessex is like everything from... Kind of like London down to Cornwall. Or just before Cornwall. At the time. At the time. Mercia is slightly more north. and like So, Essex and Sussex... For a long time, were like parts of Wessex. I'm, 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 I'm going too deep. So, also inhabiting the island was obviously the Kingdom of Scotland, which had existed from 843. Mm-hmm. Um, Strathclyde, which is like another minor um, Scottish kingdom, Wales, and the Kingdom of Cornwall, called by the Anglo Saxons West Wales. Weird. Wait, I know. Wasn't, wasn't Wales originally Welsh? Like the, the, the place was. What I think I've seen on maps. Aha, uh-huh. yes. So, um, I've written this down, because we've spoken about this on another podcast. Yeah. So, it's a Germanic word, vi- velias, velias, which means foreigner. Yeah, no, it's foreign. Like, I think we call ourselves, like, countrymen, and other people yes. call us foreigners. So, and the Welsh yeah. say, like, and in German now, it's Wales. It's just Wales, with, but you say the W's of E. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, essentially, Wales was, like, those foreigners, mm-hmm. and then... <laughs> Cornwall was like those Western foreigners. Do you know what I mean? So it's called West Wales. Um, and I suppose they, uh, Cornwall and Wales share like quite a lot of cultural similarities at the time. Maybe not yeah. so much anymore, but like they were both 
um, like the Cornish, Cornish were Bre- uh, Breton people, mm-hmm. and they were all Celtic, and the Welsh, um, like the, the language is quite similar. So you used to have Llewellyn Ap Griffith, right? Whereas, yeah, um, I remember them. King of Cornwall were something Mab, that was their word. So they have a, just a similar, like in the same way that I suppose the Scots are Mac. Mac, app, map. Like, it's all interconnected. It's all Celtic. Well, like, it's because all... they're opposite each other anyway. Like, <clears throat> Wales, like, from, like, Cardiff perspective, mm-hmm. like, they're the closest, like, sent by boat, essentially. Trading well, there them. was the Kingdom of Wales included Cornwall for a while. Yeah, for a yeah. while. So Wales used to make up most of the UK. Uh, right? It was probably the largest independent area, because obviously you have these, these seven kingdoms. Yeah. And, like, so Sussex and... Essex were quite small. Mm-hmm. Wessex was quite big. Mercia was enormous. Um, so, moving on, the kingdoms of England remained as they were for some time. So they traded land and power. The m- m- ones that were the biggest, generally, sorry, that's my just my air freshener, <laughs> were Mercia and Wessex were the biggest powers. Um, so, Mercia up in the Midlands, sort of Birmingham way, and Wessex was to the south. Northumbria was quite big as well, but they controlled much less uh, built up areas. So they kind of stretched up the north, like where Northumberland is now. Do you know the, the, do you know anything about English counties? Not really. Northumberland. So it's up right up in the north. And it, it had some of present day Scotland as well. So during this time, Wessex took control of Cornwall. So that, that just became part of Wessex. However, mm-hmm. uh, Wales and Scotland remained independent with the exceptions of parts of South East Scotland, which fell under the rule of the Kingdom of Northumbria. There we go, I've written it down as well. What's the one area of Scotland that kept trading hands to the point where it didn't even know where, what part it was in? I don't I, know. I, it could have been Strathclyde. Maybe? Because they didn't include it. Basically, I watched this... Since being off-air, like, I uh, ended up getting into like certain of videos. Oh, you're talking about Berwick-upon-Tweed? No, uh, yes, that that one. Yeah. Uh, there's this guy on YouTube, Jay Foreman, I think might be his name. Jay Foreman. Uh, or, or something like that. And he makes yes. videos about like, maps. Yeah, yeah. Jay, F- and, like, <laughs> Jay Foreman's London. great. Map um, Man. Yeah, Map Man. Map Man, Map Man, Map Man, Map Man. And he just released another Shout episode. Shout out to Jay Foreman. Like, I, yeah, like, as an I don't know history yeah, yeah, recommendation, yeah. go watch him. Yeah, he's pretty wicked. I just love the whole style. Here's yeah. a nice plug for you, Jay, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, oh, if only. Yeah, if only. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a weird, like, I'm not 100% sure what Berwick upon Tweed. I haven't touched upon Berwick. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, uh, an odd border situation where certain people claimed this much land and certain people claimed this much land and Berwick upon Tweed was just in the middle. And Berwick upon Tweed was actually remained at war. With Russia. With, uh, with I think, for the, the Crimean War or something like that mm-hmm. for like 100 years. <laughs> Because it wasn't technically part of Scotland or England or Wales or Scotland or England. It's not yeah, part yeah. Of and in the treaty, it said, "Oh, the king, the, like the United Kingdom of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland is at peace." And Berwick upon Tweed was just left there, like, well, technically, we're still at war. With us. I mean, de facto, they were at peace, but, but by yeah. law, they were still at war with Russia until like 1970 or something like 1960 that. 1960 something. <laughs> All right, so it's messy. England's yes. messy right now. And we're about to get a little messier oh. because Vikings. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Vikings, round one. <laughs> All right. So in 1865, <laughs> this is... What was that? That was John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a topic that I want to I wanna do a whole episode on because it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to touch on it. In, 18, in eight, 1865? In 865. Yeah. 
the sons of Ragnar Lothbrok, the character from the show Vikings, um, who may or may not have existed. (laughs) At this point, it's difficult to actually tell. Like, I can tell you about, like, country borders and, like, kingdoms and stuff, but if if it's anything to do with actual people, it might not have happened. (laughs) Because it's recorded in the the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle and the Viking Chronicle, and that could have just been made up. Yeah. We always used to say history is written by the victors, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, so I get it. we're getting the, the point of view of, like, an old dead race. Like, wouldn't, you know I mean? like, Western philosophers, like, they can't tell what time they actually existed in and stuff like that. Um, I, I guess like so. Like, Donatello and stuff like that, because they keep quoting them at wrong periods of time. Well, because the calendars are, are different. Uh, whatever calendar you're going to use is going to be different. It's difficult to transcribe it. Yeah. So I, I imagine Nordic, like, the Norse had a different calendar yeah. they used that was based on... Probably the moon. Um, the sons of Ragnar Lothbrok, who I have mentioned briefly, I think. Fitzirk, Ivar the Boneless, Bjorn Ironside, and Uber. Uber. <laughs> Just Uber. U-B-B-E. Beep, beep, here I am to pick you up to take you to West Sussex. <laughs> the West Sussex? No, yeah, they invaded York. Just the west side of Sussex. They invaded after their father, their father, Ragnar Lothbrok, uh, which Lothbrok means sh- um, shaggy trousers. Oh, I got to you, my man. <laughs> because he wore like a big. Apparently, he wore like a big pair of like um, like um, elk hair trousers or something like uh, that. that. That's what I would want to be known for. <laughs> Not for being good in battle or anything like that, no, just or being a just fashion. ruler. Just these funny trousers. <laughs> just think about it. That's that's me to a T. Like just <laughs> ridiculousness. Yes, so they invaded after their father Ragnar was killed by King Ella of Northumbria. Mm-hmm. Um, he was thrown into a pit of snakes. Yeah. And died, so they came over and invaded because of that. And um, they performed the Blood Eagle on King Ella, which basically involves cutting his back open, um, breaking his ribs, so like they, the, the tension will push them out, like out of his back, mm-hmm. then pulling his lungs out and draping them over <laughs> and leaving him there as like a ritual sacrifice. That's the Blood Eagle, and it's, it's nasty. Well, history is gross. It is. Over the next ten years, almost all the Anglo-Saxon kingdoms fell to the Vikings. Well, with the exception of Wessex to the south. But at, the, at current, there is no, there's still no king of England, because England doesn't exist. Yeah. So you could say, like, oh, Ivar the Boneless became king of England, but he didn't. He took uh, territory up in the north. Uh, Fitzirk took York, Jorvik, it was called. Oh, someone's coming home. So... Eventually, Alfred of Wessex, because it was the only remaining kingdom, yeah. he united the remaining kingdoms and eventually ousted the Vikings and liberated the Danelaw, as it was called, which is the area um, ruled by the Danes, I suppose, even though they were like Norwegian and stuff. It's because at this time, the kingdom of, kingdoms of Denmark and Norway were combined like with their lineage. Yeah, that, That'll come up later as well. So we come on to the first king of England, right? Athelstan. What? Athelstan? I thought you said Apple Stan. Apple, Apple, Snapple. Snapple. The first king of England, Snapple. Um, He's got one of them fancy A-E diphthongs. Oh, yeah, yeah. In his his word, in his name. Like demon. Yes, like demon, but at the beginning. And it's in in capitalized. So Athelstan, um, through wars, united all of England eventually and became Mm -hmm. the first king of England. He was related to Alfred. I think he was Alfred's grandson. Alfred of Wessex, who united the remaining kingdoms and ousted the Vikings. Okay. So finally, we have a king of England. 
and a kingdom of England. Although it's interesting to think that many English places still have Scandinavian influence in their names. Like Yorkshire. <laughs> so York, it came, comes from the Scandinavian Holger, which means hill. Oh. Because I guess that it's hilly in Yorkshire. You ever been? No, I've never been to Yorkshire. Oh, it's a shame. York, I literally York. went to Bristol for the first time yesterday. <laughs> I left Wales for the first time yesterday. <laughs> Screw off. <Here. laughs> so, um, after Athelstan uh, ascended the throne in eight, 894, right, we have a fairly nice and do-do-do, um, what's the word I want? Tidy. Fairly tidy succession. Yeah. To his son Edmund the Elder, his son Edred, his son Edwig the Allfair, and then his son Edgar the Peaceful, and then his son Edward the Martyr. Right. So there are two sons of Edgar the Peaceful. Yes. One who was older, and therefore by law should have been the king, and one who was um, Edgar's favoured son, Edward the Martyr, who ruled for three months or three weeks and then was assassinated and then was um, overtaken by one of the more famous kings in English history, Ethelred the Unready. Okay. Do you, do you know the name Ethelred the Unready? Ethel, yes. The rest, no. Ethelred was his name. His name's not Ethel. No. Ethelred then... the Unready, right, okay. So Ethelred means well-prepared. So a lot of people think... <laughs> Unlike Eth- me for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think Ethelred the Unready was named as such because... Um, he wasn't ready to be king. Like it, just, yeah. it was thrust upon him because his brother was assassinated. Doesn't actually mean that. Unready, um, I can't remember what the actual word was, but it's a translation from the Old English word meaning um, poorly advised. Mm-hmm. Because he was poorly advised. And his name, Ethelred, translates to well advised. So it's, well. A, jo- it's a joke. Oh. <laughs> That's dumb. Even back in the 10th century... People were making jokes. People making puns. So that's about that's about eighty years, right? Mm-hmm. A nice a nice clean succession, with the exception of Edward the Martyr getting killed and Ethelred the Unready. So now we approach. You you think now that Ethelred the Unready is on the throne, the to borrow from um, a good a big influence of mine, CGP Grey. Oh yeah. Um, you would think that the very messy time is over. <laughs> he says that. You would be wrong, however. Okay. Because Vikings again. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, living in England at this time, particularly in the north of England, were still a lot of Danes. Danes, Nordic people, living in what used to be the Dane law. Yeah. And Ethelred didn't didn't like that, I guess. So he basically um, massacred lots and lots of um, Danish people. Danish people, Norwegian people, Vikings, let's call them. Um including the kin of a gentleman called Swain Forkbeard, who was, uh, I believe he was he was the king of somewhere. King of Denmark. I should have written that down. So he invaded, and with an enormous Viking army, the second Viking invasion of England, um, and he was crowned on Christmas Day, 1013. They always get crowned on Christmas Day. I don't know why it's a thing. What? That's... So Swain Forkbeard became... King of England. And he was the first like, n- Norse ruler of England. This England is our, ours now. We yes. won. He, um, like so many kings, died suddenly five weeks later. <laughs> um, with no... Who poisoned him? <clears throat> so the Danes named his son... Yeah. Canute. Oh, Falkbeard. Do you remember Canute the Great? Oh, yes. And you laughed? This is way back when. Yes, because Canute is a dumb <clears throat> name. Well, it's one. It's you know, 
one well, if I'm to, like, rearranged I'm... word away from being a dirty word. Stop. So, Canut. They named it, the Danes named him king. However, Ethelred was named king again. He was favoured by the English nobles. Yep. So Ethelred became king once again in 1014. Yep. And returned from his exile to Normandy, strangely. God. So, <clears throat> what do you think happens? So when I can just see Canute. <laughs> I've written it a bunch of times, yeah. so you just have to get over it. I just saw it as you Archie, just get your laughter out now. Okay. <laughs> now might be a good time to tell you that I Don't Know History is brought to you by Podmage.com. A different, a different kind, of casting. kind of casting. Wait, should we do it together? Yes. A, right, oh, we're going to Podmage.com. A, a different, different kind, kind of, of casting. casting. <laughs> okay. Um, what other podcasts are on the Podmage network? Uh, Copper RJ uh, is a podcast that I currently host uh if you're into history and stuff like that though i'm gonna recommend you listen to dead air hosted by Portia and beth and they take a look into the funny enough also history kind of stuff such as the bermuda triangle slightly different Uh, spin yeah different spin um the the dark web is coming up as an episode i believe um and um they they just touch on more of the creepier sides Mm. of history in general and also legends so think mothman Mothman. Kind of thing, Mothman, not Mothra. No, Who's Moth- Mothman. Mothman. Uh, it's like a. Oh, I'm not gonna t- listen to the podcast. All right, I'll listen to the podcast. Yeah. And if you're interested in finding out what Mothman is, listen to Dead Air. Yeah, <coughs> go to podmage.com and take a look at the the categories there, or type in Podmage on any podcasting platform, and you should be able to find all the podcasts that we currently produce. More are incoming, such as. Hopefully, this is just a little teaser. The So That's a Thing podcast, which uh-huh. is a weird news podcast. Uh-huh. So we're taking it's just headlines. headlines from Kaparaje and turning it into its own, its own show, show, discussing the news uh, like properly, and also discussing BuzzFeed quizzes. This is like when the card game from Witcher 3 became its own game. Yeah, pretty much. Went. And it's also like how Carpool Karaoke became its own thing as well. What was that, from? Was that just was originally it? from the Late Late Show? Yeah, as well oh. as, what's the other one? Uh, Lip Sync Battle? That was a Oh thing. yeah, that was, a, that was a Jimmy show. Fallon bit. Yeah, alright. Back into the book. Are you finished laughing at Canut? Yes. <laughs> uh, apparently not. I'm just going to power through it. What do you think happens when two kings are named the, the, the king of the same place? They fight. They fight. Mm-hmm. So Canut invades. I'll try and say Canute instead of No, Knut. just go for it. The more you say it, the less I'll find it funny. So Canute invaded, um, took over large swaths of um, England. Mm-hmm. Ethelred died in 1016 on the 23rd of April. Okay. Which is when? In three days' time. And or what, what when is this it? podcast comes out five days ago. What is it? What is the 23rd of April? Yeah. The end of Aries, I it's think? It's St. George's Day. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> that was a lot more ruder than I was expecting it to come out of my mouth. Uh, but yeah, okay. I'm Welsh. I only care about St. David's Day, apparently. And also part Irish, so St. Patrick's. When's St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, that's right. Shut up. No, <laughs> hang on. 14th of March? That's correct, I think. Yes, thank God. You don't even know. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know history, okay? Not saintness i'm not theologian this is not i don't know theology anyway during the fighting between Knut the great and ethelred right ethelred's brother edmund who was named ironside for his military exploits i remember ironside for some reason there's 
multiple kings called Ironside. Oh, okay. There's Edmund Ironside, there's Bjorn Ironside, there's Michael Ironside. <laughs> Bjorn Ironside was one of the brother one of the sons of Ragnar that invaded 200 years prior. Oh, all right. <clears throat> so because of his his uh, excellent military prowess, he was granted the kingdom of Wessex by Canute, who was like respected him basically. Mm-hmm. Who ruled everything north of the Thames. However, um <clears throat> like uh, not even like a year later. So on the twenty third of April, he becomes the kingdom, the king of Wessex. On the thirtieth of November, ten sixteen, he dies, and then King Canute becomes king of all England. So Canute at the time was king of England, Norway, and Denmark. So that is a good rule. Often called the North Sea Empire. Yeah. Right. So he he in ten thirty five he died, and his son Harold Harefoot became king of England. Now, the the way it works in Norway, or the North Sea Empire, they ruled under a system called Gavelkind Succession, yeah. which I may have mentioned to you before. I definitely have. Gavelkind Succession. We Did mentioned Gavelkind Succession when, in the episode about Wales, when Hilvar died and his two sons, um, Idwal and Iago, Yaev, yeah. Is that when different parts of his kingdom? Other people rule until the children come of age. Or? No, that's regency. Okay. Gavelkind is when you. So say I die and yeah. I have three kids. Yeah, they all get a part of my house, basically, mm-hmm. rather than the oldest one getting something. Oh right, so they all that they split the, yes. the rule. Okay, so Harold Harefoot became king of England. Harthacnut became king of Denmark, and someone else became. king... King of Norway, who I've forgotten about. Because <laughs> it wasn't important at the time. Um, however, Harold Harefoot then dies five years later, and Harthacnut, King of Denmark, also becomes King of England. Uh, he wasn't around for that long. In 1042, he drank himself to death. <laughs> Literally in one night. He had a stroke, apparently, Bloody due hell. to drinking too much alcohol. Those crazy Vikings. Good job. Right, so Harthignet's son was Magnus II. He's important. Of Norway. And he was heir to England. He was, he was because obviously that's how you inherit. But Edward the Confessor, who was favoured by uh, Godwin, the Earl of Wessex, the father of Harold Godwinson, mm-hmm. who you'll know of. Remember Harold Godwinson? Yes, somewhat. 1066? Yes. It's coming close, we're in 1042. Okay. Godwin, the Earl of Wessex, he was the father of Harold Godwinson, and he he basically, the English earls favoured Edward the Confessor. Um, so Magnus II had a claim on England, a claim that would be pressed by his son, Harold Hardrada. I remember him. Remember Harold Hardrada? That, like, that sounds like the character from, like, from episode 2. Yeah, I remember. Um, so Edward the Confessor is king in 1042, and he dies in 1066. Mm-hmm. And then you have Harold Godwinson, Edgar the Atheling, if you think he was crowned, which I probably don't. And then William the Conqueror in 1066. Now, if you want to know about what happened during 1066 in the reign of Henry, um, William the Conqueror, listen to episode two of season one. Yes. That's where we're going to leave England. Going to skip 1066. on over. Going to skip on over to Wales. So we have the Kingdom of England under William the Conqueror. Um, essentially the succession goes down through familial links the whole way like there's no there's no more like wars to I mean there's the War of the Roses which splits it off again but 
Besides that, it's a fairly dup, 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 down to down through the uh, down through the houses. Do you remember what we talked about in the Wales episode? And uh, not that much, really. Well, we're gonna, I'll admit that episode is the weakest of. We're going to skip most of it because it's already happened. If you want to listen to it, go back and listen to it. Yeah. But the name we're going to pull out is Llewellyn Ap Griffith. I remember Llewellyn him. Ap Griffith, Llewellyn the last. Yes. Um, so you remember the Treaty of Aberconway, which meant that um, he, she signed with one of the kings, <laughs> which meant I think it's Henry the Second, which meant he was only allowed to go. Henry the Third, Henry the Third, I think he was only allowed to hold lands west of the River Conway. Okay, Con- Conwy. I don't know how to say. Is it Conwy? Conway? Conway? Um, Conway. Conway. I would say he died in battle after being um, betrayed by one of his troops and like pulled away from battle. And he was like, they stabbed him with a spear through the bridge. Remember me telling you that? Yeah, that happened. So <laughs> Llewellyn Ap Griffith, right? So after Llewellyn Ap Griffith died. He was the last ruler of, of the Welsh. He was king of he wasn't king of Wales because he didn't control everything, but he yeah. was he was the closest to He was the king of the Welsh. King of the Bretons, they called themselves as well. This um this air, this then became called the Principality of Wales. Um so now Edward I in the thirteenth century, Longshanks, you may know Edward Longshanks. No. Edward Longshanks fought various we'll get to this, various vicious wars with the Scots. Uh, oh, you know William Wallace. Have you seen Braveheart? No. Okay, you know of Braveheart. Yes. William Wallace, Mel Gibson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is the King of Scotland, mm-hmm. and the King of England, who is invading at the time, is Edward Longshanks. There you go. A little bit of little bit of history for you. Thank you for that. I know so, a little bit more about history. Edward Longshanks divided up Wales into personal domain and feudal vassals, called the Marcher Lords. Which then became... I don't think they were called the March Lords at that point, actually. That might be later. There's a lot of history for me to keep up with here. Yeah. But, so it was... Part of, what, part of Wales was ruled by personally by him, and part of it was ruled by some of his vassals. Um, so that was... That existed like that until the Statute of Rhythlan in 1284, which stated that uh, Wales was annexed and united to the English crown. It was not part of England. It was annexed and united, so it was they were tied together. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1301, Edward of Carnarvon, the king's son and future Edward II, was given these lands owned by the King of England and was given the title the Prince of Wales. It is since then that the heir apparent has been known as such. So since 1301, every heir apparent, so the next in line to the throne, has been yeah. called the Prince of Wales. Even today, Prince Charles, like, is Prince Charles is Prince of yeah, Wales. Yeah, yeah. So, let's talk about revolts. There are three smaller ones that I'm going to just touch on, and one that I'm going to touch on a little bit more thoroughly. 1294, Madog ap Llewellyn. Mm-hmm. 1316, Llewellyn Bren. And in the 1370s, Owain Logoch. But the biggest one, because like Wales is existing at this time, in, in the, nothing is changing about the administration of Wales, so I'm just going to leave it. Like Loads of stuff is obviously happening in Wales, and we can go through that if you like to. Um, but Owain Glendur who we didn't talk about in the Welsh episode. Oh, Not right. really. We touched on him. So in 1400, Owain led the most successful um, Welsh revolt against England in history, probably. So he initially did very well and retook large parts of Wales rapidly, but at this point, the English were starting to develop like artillery and stuff, like cannons, <laughs> that kind of stuff, and well-trained soldiers. And in 1409, the rebellion was crushed, unfortunately. 
However, interestingly, um, Owain escaped capture and his last sighting was in 1412. So he could still be alive. <laughs> Shut up. If, if, he's, if, he's, if he's a god. Well, he's, he's like... Um, he's been sort of uh, made in like the, the, the... He's not a patron saint, but he's like a representative of, of like Welsh independence and pride. Yeah, yeah. So... It's, it's. I'm guessing it's a almost mystery on like where he died. Yeah, he's kind end. of been, he's kind of been made into like a godlike figure, like Llywelyn yeah. Lepriffith, I suppose. Yeah, but fast forward a little bit. The laws in Wales Acts 1534, 1535, they effectively incorporated Wales into the Kingdom of England. So basically, they would have brought Wales's legal structure in the in line in line with England's. Like, so and you still see that today. A lot of laws that pass in England. Are passed in Wales. Well, it it was whereas they're not enabled in Scotland and Northern Ireland. It was like that for quite a while until, I mean, yes, there is it is the decentralisation in Wales is different to how it is in Scotland. Um, So Scotland have their own parliament, whereas Wales have an assembly, which is like a lesser parliament. Yeah, but it's like that till today. So essentially, 1542, when those laws in Wales acts were all finally ratified, we can essentially say that in 1542, Wales became part of. The United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Although it wasn't the United Kingdom, it was the Kingdom of England. Um, Would which... you say, like, the, like, one question that I have then, mm-hmm. just on that quickly, just as a side note, because uh, there's the Bank of Scotland and then there's the Bank of England and Wales. Yes. Like, that, like, what well, that England be? and Wales have been joined together for considerably longer than Scotland and England. Yeah, yeah. And Scotland. Scotland have always been, even though they're part of us, they're still, they've always well, been pretty. Scotland also right? willingly. Join the United Kingdom, essentially. Yeah. Um, whereas Wales did not. Um, the, it's the reason that there is no, there is no Welsh presence on the on the flag of the United Kingdom, because it, at the time of this, it was considered the Kingdom of England. Uh, like it was, it was an area of Wales within England. It's just so disappointing that there is just not a giant dragon. Well, on I think our I think flag. you could do something with the the the, the black and gold of. The Saint David. Saint David, yeah, because like, that's, a, that's a cross that could go in there quite nicely. Yeah, but where do you put it now? I I would just put a little like put right personally. This is flag flag design with Alex, right? <laughs> in the United Kingdom flag, the Union the Union flag, the Union Jack, yeah, Union Jack, yeah. It's technically only called the Union Jack, but it's on a boat. Yeah, I was going to say, what does that see? However, just on the like the very outside, the the outside like I don't know, two inches of the the big English cross in the middle, just make it yellow. Wait, say that again? So, you know, let, me, let me draw it for you. You know, the flag of the UK, right? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> People listening just aren't there. Yeah. What were you saying about the border? Sorry. But I didn't know whether you meant the actual outside like, border. Like here. Just a little... Oh, just the, like oh, above the stripe. So there's an extra yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if you meant... I wasn't sure if you meant the actual cross itself mm-hmm. or if you meant like make a black and gold border to the whole thing and I would have been like that would be a nice Just a little flash of like maybe a stripe of gold a stripe of black and a stripe of gold. If you've got any ideas for a UK flag or have seen one that you'd like to share please at Podmage. Uh, and uh, uh, register a petition. But, God, I just to be fair like let, I know there's, we should slam the political bell on that mm. one uh, on this. But because Scotland's trying to go independent because the whole mm-hmm. thing with Brexit, yeah, uh, they're going to do try and do Indy too. Um, what is your opinion on Wales either getting a parliament like Scotland do or go independent? 
I think Wales should definitely have a parliament more than an assembly. Like, yeah. I think decentralization of power is, in the, in the 21st century, a good thing. Yeah. You know, if you're doing this in the 18th century where you're giving power away to someone, I understand that like, it's not, doesn't make, it's, it's not good, doesn't make any sense because you're, you're losing your power. But in, in the 21st century, when like the European Union exists and, you know, it's, it, it's not perfect, mm-hmm. but it, it's a good example of how different parliaments can come together and have one central parliament. Yeah. The issue being is that regardless of how decentralized Wales's parliament is, they will always be subservient to Westminster. Yeah. And certain laws will not be able to be discussed by parliament as they are in Scotland as well. Like, you know what I mean? So if there is, if there is a discussion that the Scottish MPs in Westminster agree on, like it basically has to happen. Yeah. What it's a difficult, it's a, it's an odd political situation we're in because um, unlike any other country, imagine it like the federal States in the U S. So, if the federal government decides something has to happen, has all to. states have to ratify it. Yeah. They each to. individual states have their own laws. Yes, they have their well. laws d- related to it, but it is a federal law. Yeah, but there isn't a case in, say, like the United Kingdom where, as other than Scotland, mm-hmm. each certain areas don't have their own laws, correct? So there are laws Again, in Wales. Scotland that... doesn't have entirely its own laws. I know, I know, but there's still... Things that are only like mm. Scotland have Scottish bank holidays. Yes, that the rest of us don't have. Yeah, it's it's those kind of things. That's that just I'm a re- that, that's, well. I think that's just a retention of um, like Scots culture. Yeah, yeah, that they demanded in the Act of Union in 1707. I expect uh, yeah, because they still celebrate Burns Day, mm-hmm. Burns Burns Night, excuse me, and um, Hogmanay and things like that. And there's a very there's a very very set. Like I know. Welsh culture is separate from English culture as well. But oh yeah, there is, the Welsh are very passionate there about is a great, culture. These days they are, yes. There is an enormous like, bleeding into it of, 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 of cultures between each other. Do you know what I mean? England and Wales are much more similar than England and Scotland. Yeah. England and Scotland, they, they retain like this. Well, are Wales... I know we're going, vanishing away from history a bit with we'll this discussion. Uh, I just think it's an interesting one to look at. Like and compare it to history as well. Yeah. But I would I would say Wales has a lot more in common culture wise with Ireland and like Ireland, Northern Ireland and Scotland. Mm-hmm. Like which is why when it came to the whole like the Brexit thing, the discussion of the Celtic Isles mm-hmm. and and England being its own thing was a that, discussion. That is that is a renaissance though. The renaissance of Welsh identity. Yeah. Because in the eighteenth, nineteenth century it was all but destroyed yeah because uh it when people say about culture kind Mm -hmm. of thing like a lot like oh you don't have a culture kind of thing it's like a lot of celtic places do have a culture Mm. very much like norway has its own culture as well and it is quite when you go there it Mm. is apparent they are very into what you're saying is like there's a scandinavian culture but within that there's also norwegian danish icelandic yeah yeah. swedish cultures Uh, whereas when the whole world view of Mm. the uk is very much it's England, mm-hmm. other than a few Scottish tidbits here and there, which are normally yes, very basic kind of things. Yeah, yeah. But when you actually go to these individual places, it's just like there is such a big like culture for it. And I'm hoping over the next few years, then not few years, but like decades, North North Wales and South Wales 
become more closer because even within Wales, oh, they have they're such North a Wales yeah, yeah, yeah. hate South Wales because they view South Wales as England. And it's like, no, we hate England too. Mm. Let's get on the same page. No, you are right, actually. Thinking yeah. about that. South Wales particularly, there's much more. But I that's, think go, that's going to that, be because... Sorry, go on. Um, I think the one way to infuse a culture between the two mm-hmm. areas... I mean, obviously England and like, the North and the South have their, their banter between each other uh, and dislike mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's very rough between North and South Walians, I would say. Uh, on certain things but there's no easy joint between the two it's better for people in north wales to go to england for the mm. seas than it is to come to cardiff for north wales what you're but suggesting there's no is main motorway a trans wales motorway yes that's what i would love get the because you know the best way to do it you know they, via aberystwyth or no not even that m6 um, m5 just not m5 so they, they've done this whole thing with Heathrow. I know I've, I should be slamming the political button here, but um, they the, added that whole thing with Heathrow. The third runway. Yeah. <laughs> but what they could do, because they're like, oh, we need more people need to be able to fly out on certain mm. things. It's just like, well, why not open up an international airport within Wales that isn't Cardiff Airport? Because that's a tiny ass airport. Put in a wreck somebody. One runway. Um, slap it in the, like, near the border of England, of Wales, and then have two adjoining motorways that head that way. Um, and other ways throughout. Mm-hmm. That means these people, like the cities, are more accessible for people more mm-hmm. in the north and mid, uh, as well as like people would from England are more likely to go to Brecon for certain things. Tourism would go up, and um, obviously this will cost a lot of money, which never comes from Westminster and it like to Wales anyway. Why don't we use the but- three hundred and fifty million pounds a week? <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. ding. Shall we go back now? It's okay. I, no, it's, thought, it, I thought it's a nice discussion, a discussion of culture and like how culture has changed, especially it's within Wales. Interesting that you said North Wales has has a more uh, a stronger identity as Welsh. Yeah, and that is probably because in North Wales is the kingdom of Gwynedd, mm-hmm. where Llywelyn Nap Griffiths lived, and he was like it was the, he didn't live there. He, he ruled it. Yeah, and in the south, there were mu- it was much more influence from English martial lords. In Powys and the High Birth and places like that, and you can go back to Cornwall on that one as well, because South Wales would have interacted more with like. Yes, but Cornwall, know. the Kingdom of Cornwall, didn't exist after. No, 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 I know, but I'm just saying, like how even back then mm-hmm. they would have dealt with each other more, and obviously the culture blends yeah, and spreads yeah. in different ways. The culture shift. Yeah. Interesting. So Scotland. Scotland's a, a little bit neater. Um, <laughs> It's neat. In England. So in 843 AD, um, Scotland became united. Or it was also called Alba. Right? Like Jessica Alba. The first king of Scotland was called Kenneth MacAlpin. Yeah. Right? Um, there, are some, there are some notable kings of Scotland that you may have heard of. Macbeth. Yeah. In 1040. He was real. William Wallace, 1165. And Robert the Bruce. Heard of Robert, Robert the you, Bruce. Have you heard of Robert the Bruce? No. Well, he, um, so somewhere along the line, they married into the French line of De Bru. Okay. Robert the Bruce. Mm-hmm. And it became Scottish. So Scotland has, a, as I haven't written this down, Scotland has an old alliance with France. I remember, to, I remember telling you, the old alliance, A-U-L-D. Yeah. Which helped them win a lot of wars against England. So... Um, there were many, there was, it, yeah, it's a much nicer and neater part of the world. 
than England was. There were, there were attempted invasions of Scotland by England, all of which failed. Let me just read some out for you. The 1296 invasion of Scotland by Edward Longshanks. Mm-hmm. The 1298 invasion of Scotland by Edward Longshanks. The 1300 invasion of Scotland by Edward Longshanks. The 1301 invasion <laughs> of Scotland by Edward Longshanks. The 1303 invasion of Scotland by Edward Longshanks. That's five. That's five unsuccessful invasions of Scotland. Oh my it's god! Quite easy to defend, I suppose. It's mountainous and stuff like that. So they're just like, no, stop! And it's all in a few years of each other. It's not oh, like that's decades. what he wanted. He wanted it real bad. That's what. That's why Scotland has such an identity as like these, you know, these warriors, like the tough yeah. men. You know what I mean? Because they don't take any shit Get from, out. The, from the English, and that's why they hate the English. Because Edward Longshanks invaded them and burned cities like loads of times, like yeah. so much. And you could even argue that's why, between the border of England. And Glasgow, Edinburgh, the two main settlements. There's not much. There's not much there. Yeah. Because it never got built, I suppose. Because England kept marching in and burning it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The 1333 attempted invasion of Scotland <laughs> by, by Edward III. Okay. The 1385 attempted attempted invasion of Scotland by Richard II. The invasion of Scotland by Henry IV in 1400, and the 1650 invasion of Scotland by Oliver Cromwell. There's there's not a lot. I really want to say about Scotland, it's been, like I said, much more enclosed, a little bit more tidier. There's, so there's like, a tidy line of succession, yeah. with a couple of, a couple of um, mishaps. Mishaps, yeah. So from 843 to 1034, you had the MacAlpin dynasty. It went to the, went to the Dunkeld King Duncan, he, a, a dramatis personae in the play, in the Scottish play. Uh, 1034 to 1040, Macbeth. 1040, 1057. These are just these are the houses, by the way. These are not individual yeah. kings. Gruach. 1057 to 1058. It's a little, a little aside. Back to the House of Dunkel, 1058 1286. Then Sver, 1286 to 1290. That sounds slightly Viking, but. Then Balliol, so John Balliol, the, the, the college in Oxford is named after. 1290 to 1296, then Bruce, 1306-1371, uh, not individually. King no. James. So it comes no. neatly along to King James the sixth and first. Okay. Now, do you remember in the Tudors, the episode about the Tudors? Uh, yes. How I remember we did Elizabeth the first died and there was no king or queen to take over yeah. in that bloodline. So they basically borrowed um, another king who there were some familial links. And it was the King of Scotland, James VI, mm-hmm. who became the awfully named James VI of Scotland and first of England. Bloody hell. Because... It is there, I, I suppose. Well, he's the ruler of separate kingdoms. Yeah. He's, it's, the, the, the kingdoms aren't united yet. It's the Kingdom of Scotland and the Kingdom of England, but they happen to be named, like, ruled by the same, the same Is he going to merge? Is wait. that I, I'm happy enough to wait. I'm so, just like the, the like Game of Thrones. I'm theorizing again, quite tidily. It goes down. James the Sixth and First. His James the Sixth, by the way, is the man for whom the gunpowder plot was. Oh yeah. Why did we, I don't understand that holiday. Are we celebrating that someone nearly blew him up or failed to blow him up? We're celebrating that they failed. Okay. We're celebrating the sovereignty of the king. You know. Oh, what a weird holiday. I don't. Yeah. Celebrate that we killed a... Um, he was... I'd need to... I... Can we do an episode on Yeah, on gunpowder that? plot, Because no worries. I'm just so confused. Like, why was it trying to happen? And 
they never taught it in school. It was just like this terrorist really? trying to blow up a place. Did they also not teach you that Oliver Cromwell went to Ireland and killed everybody? Yeah, they didn't tell me that. They didn't tell me that. No. So History is written by the victors. Indeed. And they just leave out what they don't like. James yeah. the James sixth and first um, begets Charles the first, who you may know was beheaded yes. on the orders of Parliament. And then Oliver Cromwell came in. Mm-hmm. And he was a Lord Protector. So... It was def- definitely, definitely not a king, even though it was hereditary, and he basically had all the powers of a king. Yeah. He was ousted. Charles II came in. Now, Charles II, you t- you asked me about Charles II and how he died of syphilis or something like that. Or is it? Yeah. Charles II died of uremia. Okay. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what uremia is, but um, <clears throat> he was ill. Hey Google, what's uremia? A raised level in the blood of urea and other nitrogenous waste compounds that are normally eliminated by the kidneys. Thank you. So that's what he died of kidney failure, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably drunk all the time because all kings were because you couldn't drink water. We used to ask Alexa on this podcast, didn't mm-hmm. we? About we did. different things. We and did. now with this season's brought to you by Google Home Mini. <laughs> oh, he's, he's good. He, well, she, I should say. Yeah. It's a lady's voice. Um, so, Charles II is begat by James II and Seventh, mm-hmm. And then... Um, Which James <clears throat> is it that was maybe gay? Pass. They just did an episode in Doctor Who. Hard pass. Mm-hmm. Could be James II. Okay. Because... Um, he was batshit crazy as well. He was really unpopular. <clears throat> Do you remember? this? He was, he was super unpopular. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I have said this before. Um, so they basically, his sister or daughter, some relation of his called Mary, Mary the Second, she would become. Mm-hmm. Um, she was married to the Duke of Zealand in Holland, William of Orange. Okay. And they basically, the um, the nobles went, "Hey, do you want to do you want to come in and uh, be the king?" And he went, "Oh, fuck yeah!" <laughs> so he just walked in, became the king, and James the Second fucked off. There basically, so then. In the first, the, for the first time in history, and the only time in history, England was co-ruled by by William and Mary. Okay. Co-monarchs. Weird. And then their daughter, Anne, Queen Anne the first. <laughs> I mean, she's not called Queen Anne the first because she is um, the only Anne. It's interesting to point out, by the way, <clears throat> something that I've completely forgotten about. I think I said this in 1066, but I'm not sure. The, the use of numbers after kings started with William the Conqueror. Because we went back and there was, there was a King Edgar, uh, King Edward, sorry. There was King Edward the Confessor. Yeah. But Edward Longshanks is considered Edward the First. Okay. Right? What a strange thing. So Also, c- it was uh, James the First and Sixth. It was, was, was it? Uh, that was probably bisexual. I mean, he had, he had sons. Yeah, like they, they, at least one. No, I mean, the, it didn't. It didn't check. stop people back in the day, though. Homosexuality. What? It, it didn't. No, it didn't stop people. You had. You just had to have kids. If you were like, oh um, no, I thought you meant like people weren't bothered by it. I was just like, what the fuck happened? Oh, if the, if the king was gay, like no, nothing they no can one, do no about one did it. Anything. It's the king. It's just like, <laughs> like, oh, like king, uh, my liege, are you gay? No. All right, well, king's word, you know. <laughs> it's the word of God. <laughs> so Queen Anne is the queen of England, Scotland. And Ireland, but we'll get to Ireland. Yeah. Until the Acts of Union, 1707. 
Now, while Wales just kind of whoop, became part of England, just like that, that's the noise I'm going to use, whoop, just was absorbed, Scotland and England, despite being ruled by the same person for many years, were officially not the same place. Yeah. So, in the Act of Union 1707, there were two acts. There's obviously the, the act of the act that was put through in English Parliament and the act that was put through in Scottish Parliament, hence yeah. Acts of Union 1707. Um, officially united the kingdoms of England and Scotland, brought their legal system in order, like their succession, and all that kind of stuff. So England and Scotland became Great Britain. Okay. So at this point, Queen Anne is the Queen of Great Britain and Ireland. Ah, uh, right, okay. After um, this... Sorry, go on. Quick question, then. So, the because James was... James the first and mm-hmm. sixth was Scottish. Mm-hmm. Currently, we're on a Scottish lineage. Are we? Like, um, where? No, because what happened? Well, Queen Anne died childless. Ah, okay. And um, there was like a rush to be like. I mean, uh, actually, no. Yeah, technically, it's been diluted so much by Germans and French and blah. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it then after she died childless, it reverted to. So the foot. Before this, there was a really, like, so many branches of so many different family trees. Hence, like, the Tudors could die out and the Stuarts, who were just, like, distant cousins, could step in. So basically, yeah. Parliament decided they needed to centralise this. So a lady called Sophia of Hanover, who's a German, became the new starting point for all monarchs. Like, she was going to succeed Anne, but she died just before Anne. Oh, bloody yeah. So her, she's the, she's the granddaughter of James I. Mm-hmm. So technically she's got some Scottish blood in there, but she's Sophia of Hanover. She's German. Yeah. Um, so her son, George Louis, became king. George I. And it's been quite a nice, neat succession, again, with a couple wobbles, down to Elizabeth II from George I. George I, interestingly, was the first king to have a prime minister. Oh, so this is where it begins. Yes, Robert Walpole. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so England and Wales are the same thing. England and Scotland become the same thing. We now have England, England, Scotland, and the term England, Scotland, and Wales became uh, was used later. It was England and Scotland currently. Yeah. Well, it was Great Britain. Because obviously Great Britain's the island as opposed to the sovereign nation. Yeah, yeah. So, how far through are we? Uh, we're an hour in, I was going to say, because this is the first episode of season yeah. two, let's just make it a big one. All right, well, I only have one more country to go on. Okay. And, that's and I'm guessing it's the messiest. Mm. Not the messiest country. I am not saying that you're a messy country. I just mean the history is uh, not the healthiest. Yeah. No, to be honest with you. It's oh. it's fairly tidy. There's, there's so, so it's Ireland, right? Obviously. There's so much crazy stuff going on in Ireland. Not crazy stuff. There's so much stuff going on in Ireland with, um... Every county is ruled by its own king. It was a petty kingdom. Yeah. Um, and they had a high king. Mm-hmm. Um, they also um, used uh, rules of inheritance called tanistry. Okay. From what I understand about tanistry, it is a type of elective monarchy, but it's... So all your vassals will vote, um, and they will favour generally the other, the other side of your family. So, for example... RG, are you an only child? I am not. I have lots of brothers and sisters. I never asked this about you. Anyway. No, you have. You're always surprised. Every single time you ask, am I an only <laughs> child? You're always surprised. I just don't and hear then you really talk about your brothers and sisters. Every, that that's, every time you say that. No, bit, your brother's nice. 
your brother's nice, but he's a chav. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that from Kaparaji. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of my older brothers, my, the middle older brother is real nice um, and has a bunch of kids that I respect. Yeah, he's, got, he's a very good dad. Oh, cool. I also have two sisters and I have two brothers. We don't have to yeah. go into it if you don't want to. Actually. No, no, no. I'm fine. Like, but let's <laughs> let's imagine that you you have one brother, just for ease of okay. explanation of tanistry. Um, you're the king. Yep. You both have kids. Mm-hmm. Now, what the not what the electors are going to do, so like your counts and vassals are going to are going to do to try and not invest too much power in one side of the family, is to make one of your nephews the king, mm-hmm. is to elect him. So your your brother's sons will become kings, and then once once they grow up and become king, and then once they die, the elect the succession will go back to your side of the family. Oh, okay. To so be your sons or your grandsons or that's such a weird way to do it. It's it's very and it's very hopeful. It's very particular like, to to kind of kind of Irish and Breton culture. That's fair. But it's also it's just to make sure that one family just doesn't control everything for ages and yeah. just completely monopolize the crown. You know? Yeah. You just said Britain. Then I just realized Breton. Breton. Um, can I just question? Yes. Britannia. When yeah. was that a phrase? Rome. Used Rome. Yeah. Okay. I was just double checking. I was like. Because now we've become Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, because as you were saying, like, I it became Anglo-Saxon mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then it was like, okay, England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, why? I, I'm confused as to why they've decided, you know, that old Rome term? Oh, you know Let's what? cut a little bit off and call it Great I'm not, Britain. I'm not 100% sure. That's um, such an, it, it's, it was, were people still calling the whole region Britannia? Like, even beyond that? So, that's such a obviously there's Brittany, mm-hmm. northwest tip of France, yeah, which we share uh, the root of a name from. Even yeah. in in French, Brittany is Bretagne, and in Great Britain is Grand Bretagne. So it could be that uh, people in Brittany were kind of they were uh, Celtic in the same way that Cornish and Scots and Welsh were. Yeah. So it could be that oh, it was like. Oh, they're, his, they're like Brittany. We'll call them Great Brittany. Great Britain. It could be that. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't actually well, it. Well, it's just another interesting thing. Like, but then Rome, yeah. the Romans called it Britannia and became Britain. Great Britain. Because I don't know why Great Britain. Because it's bigger than the other Britain. Well, I, I suppose and, Great is like a, like mm-hmm. a union, essentially, yeah. then. It's uh, we are great. We are mighty. Well, the Welsh years ago called themselves the Bretons or like the Brit, the Britons. He was um, like Maradhi Dapoan was king of the Britons. You know. Okay. So it's it probably comes from the the original kind of Celtic, yeah, yeah. influence. Uh-huh. Um, because it, like England and Britain, there's no like tie there as far as etymology is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know. So Ireland, where were we? Sorry. Obviously, they were all Gaelic, and they all had uh, difficult to pronounce names. <laughs> difficult to read, less difficult to pronounce, because actually it's they're just like R U A I D R I is just Rory. You know? Yeah, yeah. So there were actually way more petty kingdoms in Ireland than there were in England. Connaught, Leinster, Meath, Ossory, Ulaid, Desmond, Thomond, Brefni, Oriel, Eilich. I'm sorry if I'm butchering them. Yeah, my Irish friends. Gaelic is a hard language. <laughs> Gaelic is a hard language, and you have to admit that. Um, yes, they all existed. So Henry II, the son of 
the grandson, grand, great-grandson, the, the, the <laughs> William the Conqueror was his ancestor. Um, during the Norman Conquest, the, in the 12th century, they needed to like get, get England sorted first before they started branching out, England and Wales. But they did invade Ireland. So the ousted, the ousted um, king of Leinster mm-hmm. was a gentleman called Richard de Clare. Who was nicknamed Strongbow? Okay. Yes. Before you ask, like I the think alcohol. I think so. I think that's where the name comes from. Okay. Um, but yes, so that he basically was over in England and said, "Oh, they've kicked me out. Can you come help me? I'll be on your side. I'll I'll um, accept you as king of Ireland if you do it, and we can rule together." So they came in. Um, and they took over various parts of England, like Ireland because the, the English army at that point was vastly superior. The Norman army, I should say. Vastly superior. To, until 1175 when we had the Treaty of Windsor, which established English rule over parts of Ireland. So Henry II would rule large parts of Ireland and then... Right, let me... This name is spelled R-U-A-D-R-I-U-A-C-O-N-C-H-O-B-A-R. What? Sorry, you said a lot of letters. Can I see? Yes. Like, just here. Rudin va... Ua. 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 Alright, so I thought it was a VA. Rodin va... Conjubua. Conjubua? If we were to... Uh, I, I think I'm using my Welsh pronunciation of so. things. If we were to modernise <laughs> we modernize that, his name would be Rory O'Connor. <laughs> oh, gee, okay. Yeah, I know. So he was the king of Connaught, and mm-hmm. he was also the high king of Ireland. Um, so he ruled the rest, everything that King Henry didn't rule. So uh, the king then became the lord of Ireland. It became the lordship of Ireland. So up until Henry VIII, you were the king of the king, king and king slash queen of Great Britain and the lord of Ireland. So in 1542, we're jumping forward ahead a little bit because I'm aware we're a little bit low on time. No, and, no, you're fine. And also Ireland is fairly, you know, there's, there's, there's fighting. Like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of fighting between the individual petty kings and the King of England and stuff. But because the King of England is so strong, uh, nothing really comes of it. This is until um, 1542, Henry VIII. Remember the Tudors? Yes. He declares himself King of Ireland. He decides that... He was very arbitrary, was King, King Henry VIII. He just went, oh, I, I think this is how it should be now. And because he ruled England and he also ruled the Church of England, he didn't need anyone else to tell him he could do it. Yeah. He just went, I'm doing it. What are you going to do about it? So he declared that Ireland was not, a lord, was not a lordship. It was a kingdom in itself. So he decides, I'm going to be the King of England, the King of Ireland, and I want all of it. So he invades. Again, he completely crushes the smaller armies. But it does take quite some time. Um, Henry VIII would, would die before it came under entirely English rule. Mm-hmm. I believe 1607, I think that was Elizabeth I. Okay. I can't remember. My timeline's slightly off. Okay, um, Google. Who was the ruler of... Sorry. According to Wikipedia, a ruler, sometimes called a rule or line gauge, is a device used in geometry and technical okay, drawing, Google. as well as the... Stop. Who was... Sorry. Okay, Google. 
Who was the English monarch in 1607? James I. According to Wikipedia, James VI and I was King of Scotland as James VI before... What? Yes. So, obviously, after Elizabeth I, the line of Tudor died out, James I became king. Oh, okay. So that's when that happened. Have you stopped talking yet? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this continued until the Acts of Union in 1800, which united the kingdoms. And since it united the kingdoms, we came to know the country we live in as the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. Ah. It was like that for 122 years until the Irish Free State was declared. Mm -hmm. So the Irish Free State had Crown Dominion status like Canada and Australia. Um, so it was, it was its own place, but it was also... Not its own place, you know. What I mean, so it, was also, it was still what, the Commonwealth kind of deal, or was that? A, yeah, not, pretty much the Commonwealth, not yeah. quite the Commonwealth, but like a dominion. Right? Yeah. So it was put to the, it was it was put to the counties. Twenty six of the thirty two counties voted for the Free State. Six opted out and wanted to remain part of the UK. Can you guess which ones they were? Gibraltar. Gibraltar. I don't know. Gibraltar's in Spain. Wait, sorry, say that. Sorry, the way you said that then, I was thinking Commonwealth shit again. Oh no, sorry. So and I, I was like, Ireland. still in the twenty. Of, I was like, of the thirty-two. Of what I am aware. Uh, sorry, of the thirty-two counties of Ireland. Yeah. Twenty-six voted to be in the, the Irish Free State. Six of them opted out and wanted to remain part of the UK. Can you guess which ones they were? I don't know. The northern ones. There it is. Yeah. Um. So this led to the nineteen thirty-one Statute of Westminster. Yeah. Um, where Parliament gave control and authority of legislature over, completely over to the Irish government. However, because those six states have opted out, we have Northern Ireland. I thought that didn't become a thing until later in the 20th century, when the bombing started to happen. The IRA and that. I thought that was when... Right, so what that Northern was Ireland is became. that, as far as I'm aware, that was, a, that was um, sorted out with the 1998 Good Friday Agreement, yeah. which stated that people from Northern Ireland could choose to be Irish and British. Right, okay. Northern Ireland had existed, okay. but there was, there was a schism between it. Because uh, I thought, from this is how poor like, knowledge of Ireland is within the UK. I always thought that Ireland was a thing, and then the IRA stuff started happening, and then Northern Ireland was essentially cut out. And like, okay, you are a part of Britain. Yeah. To stop that. I said, okay, Britain. Shush, Google. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't, it was slightly tumultuous. The IRA, the, the original IRA. Yeah. Existed. The, like the, not the original IRA who named themselves the original IRA. The actual original IRA. Started in 1923. Mm -hmm. Started bombing, I guess. It was, it was kind of tumultuous. It was a difficult time. The troubles kind of lasted 100 years, let's be honest. Yeah. Maybe like 70 years. But in 1937, it became the Republic of Ireland. It lost its Crown Dominion status, was no longer the Irish Free State, was the Republic of Ireland, its separate country, with its separate laws and separate EU status. And the, I mean, the EU didn't exist in 1937. But um, it was neutral in World War II. Um, yeah. There we are. There we are. Which left the little chunk of Northern Ireland, or mostly it's mostly what is known as Ulster now, the county, uh, in the United Kingdom. And since 1937, it has been the same. I could talk a little bit about de uh, decentralization of power, 
but I'm not going to because we've already run too long. So, the United Kingdom of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. The reason Wales comes third is because it was not recognised as its own country in the United Kingdom until after Scotland became a thing. Because it was originally just the United Kingdom of England and Ireland. Mm-hmm. Or England, Scotland, and Ireland. Do you think, like, a lot... Of, I know this is, like, hundreds of years ago kind mm-hmm. of thing, but do you think this kind of... Essentially, the behaviour and the way that it's acted upon is why the culture of England think like behaving like it's the best and did nothing wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, all three of them. It's like, you can take it from... Even, even it's just something as small as the rugby games. Mm-hmm. Everyone is, I want England to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else but England should win mm-hmm. kind of thing. And like, I work with a lot of English people um, and I keep bringing up just like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, because Wales, Wales, just Wales hates England. England sucks. Like I keep saying stuff like that. It's just it's like, got- but why? And then I'm like, okay, so you took our language. But now uh, you can actually, all the funding. Now you can actually and- tell people why. Because, oh, because of why England do and, because of the no acts of union. And but then the reply is always... Because I, I have... Because we did the Welsh episode, right. I brought up like a few different things mm-hmm. uh, on a history level. And the reply is always, but that happened ages ago. Why aren't well, you over it? And it's just what like... What about the acculturation like, of, the, of, of Wales in the 19th and 20th century? The Welsh not? And the lack of decentralized, decentralized power? Like, I'm English and I make these jokes. But I understand like why there is a little bit of um, enmity between mm-hmm. Wales and England. Like, I mean, same as Scotland. Yeah. And I think having all the power, like, in Westminster is bad for the rest of England in general. Mm. Like, the North doesn't get as much as they should um, Mm. in England. Like, you can see poverty stuff. Political button ding, yeah. But um, I think, once again, like, you're you're saying about the power and stuff like that, it should be... I know our MPs are meant to be that in one Mm. centre location, but that's (laughs) not the case. Well, I could definitely see, like, the the strengths of, like, a a federal British government, if you know what I mean, so... Mm -hmm. Like Yorkshire has their own little bit. I mean, we we kind of have it with county councils, but just on it would be better on like a bigger scale, like yeah. an actual county council, which ratifies Westminster laws in their own ways. Um, and just kind of it would it would take some of the power away from Westminster, and it would just take some of the uh, some of the bullshit out of the current politics because there's a lot, there's a yeah. lot, ladies and gentlemen. We're uh, and we we use like a lot of old England like stuff still in politics don't we so say like how that's that's what is it the scepter in parliament like if it gets picked up and removed from parliament oh yeah they can't continue like someone picked it up recently it's like the the presence of the queen or something yeah something like that but the queen's not allowed in parliament so it has to be this scepter yes it's like the representative of the queen i guess they take it out of the changing of, like the changing of Parliament when Parliament like goes out and comes back in, and they go to the House of Lords and they all just stand there. It's kind of awful. Like all the commoners, right? The people from the House of Commons just stand around while all the lords have like these robes on. And they get to sit on these weird like futons almost. <laughs> have you ever seen the House of Lords? No. There's like chairs, but there's also like futons in the middle for everyone to sit on. I'm not sure. Similar to what you're right sat now, on, but obviously. You know, brocaded with gold, s- silk, and gold, and in yeah. like red velvet and things like that. No, but there's not enough money for uh, poor people. Am I right? Uh, Ding. Yeah, I mean, you say that the, the the houses of parliament are in dire need of uh, you know a bit of renewal. 
However, like... Just go to a county council. Just to fucking deal with it. I just don't think we should really be, like... Spe- we shouldn't be spending, like... like I know a roofer. Like, I know, know... He'll go do the Houses of Parliament. I can tell you for a fact, you know, just ask a school to use yeah. its gymnasium for a, for an afternoon. Like, save some money, right? Just just do that. Sorry, we uh, we need we need to get Prime Minister's questions um, going. Well, look, there'll just be 10 minutes. We've just got to finish basketball practice, all right? Yeah. This is, this is really very important. I was like, well, you're going to need five minutes to set up the benches anyway. Why don't you just start talking about how you're going to do it, and then we'll we'll, we'll sort it out, all right? But one opinion Listen, I'm iPad. the Prime Minister. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'm the PE teacher, all right? <laughs> one thing I, uh, like, I think might be good, so you said about the decentralization kind of mm-hmm. stuff as a history thing. One thing to further culture, potentially, within politics. I'm not trying to stay on the politics thing, mm-hmm. but I'm following culture of, like, previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Um is every like certain days like or months or seasons you move essentially the house of commons kind of thing yeah, that's from like okay this time of year it's in westminster this time of year it's in scotland this time of year it's in uh, northern ireland and this time of year it's in wales though i suppose it can't be in northern ireland right now because their government is literally not active are they not they're still you know how america ha- what's it called when america the holdout the shutdown yeah the gov- yeah the northern ireland is still on a government shutdown oh. it's been like it for how many years now i'll find out um do you know that Sinn fein don't show up to parliament what's that Sinn fein is a, as an irish political party eh, they kind of have ties with the ira but um if they if they get voted in they just don't show up at parliament what it's like a protest weird but it i mean it doesn't help them in any way because they just go all right you don't get a vote uh, it has been 824 days since Northern Ireland had a government. Uh, and it's now... Uh, it's, the total MLA salary bill since then is 10 million, roughly. Um, yeah, they haven't had a government since January 2017. Jesus. So this is like... They're being directly controlled by Westminster and the DUP then, basically. Pretty much. Because they don't have a government currently. Because their two political parties just don't want to agree on anything. Is it Sinn Féin and DUP or...? I think so, yeah. yeah. I can't fully... I can't comment on that because once again the UK at least from the UK perspective like oh, as in like SDLP well I guess from a Scotland Wales and England perspective that we don't get that much news from Northern Ireland and mm-hmm. Ireland in general like North Korea yeah because no, not like North Korea that's a bit too far but yeah we just don't get as much brought to us so we can't fully understand I th- it I think I think it's the SDLP and the DUP okay but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway. It's been an hour and 10 minutes, roughly. That's like, a long episode. No, normally we do stick to around an hour. That's like, true. On an episode. That's why I wasn't too too worried. We about started to episodes. shorten it down to about 45, 50 minutes at some point, didn't we? Uh, did we? I don't. I can't Yeah, I think so. Some of them were. Some of them were very long. Like, the 100 Years War episode was very long. It was like, that was like an hour and a half. You know what's a massive difference? Oh, wait, hold on. The first episode was 51, then 57, 57, 1 hour 3, 56, 1 hour 5, 1 hour 1, 1 hour 4, 50, 54, 1 hour 20, uh, which was the 100 Years War. The 50 minute uh, one was the Christmas. 45 one. minutes was... Um, the quiz. The quiz, yeah. Oh, don't think you're getting away with not having a quiz this year again. <laughs> I don't want it. I've got to really think of my questions. I'm going to be like, um, who was... One thing that's big difference between this year and last year for the podcast is now we're on, now on Spotify. Oh, we're on Spoofy? We're on Spoofy. So uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you prefer listening to podcasts on Spotify uh, or you've never tried, uh, go give a listen over there. Because 
I that's what I typically use for my spot my my podcast nice. now. Big fan of listening to Grace Helbig's podcast, uh, the Adventure Zone, and Dead Air. Was there a comment between Grace Helbig's podcast, the Adventure Zone? Yeah, it was a comment. I was, say, I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know that she's involved in that. No. Um, what, what, what are you currently listening to podcast wise? Like, I know this isn't a chat kind of show. Out but of podcast at the moment, a little bit. I'm on the Adventure Zone. Wonderful. Um, this might get weird. David Tennant does a podcast. Um, and my brother, my brother, and me. I'm going to try and get back into my dad wrote a porno soon. Like, I'm not... Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts currently, to be honest with you. Um, well, you make another guess. I'd like, so I'd like to, to find listening. some good ones. Anyway, I'd just like to take this time to once again remind you that I Don't Know History is brought to you by Podmage. A, a different, different kind, kind of, of casting. casting. Along with many other lovely podcasts that you can listen to on podmage.com or now on Spotify. Yes. Or what do we used to say, like iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry? iTunes, yeah. So the main ones that we get the most listens to on are iTunes, Spotify, mm-hmm. um, and Stitcher. Um, but some other people just go direct to our website because oh, you can sick. go to the individual podcast on our website. And if you just prefer listening on a browser instead of having an app, podmage.com. And while you're on podmage.com, feel free to donate to our Patreon. I haven't set it up. Don't don't with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right well don't don't do that then we're dealing with we'll, we'll deal with funding stuff <laughs> if you do future. that you'll just be paying money into the abyss <laughs> that money's much. gone we it ends that. up in jacob reese mogg's pockets political <laughs> bell oh so thank, thank you for listening to the new and i was gonna say improved but just as good as the old one <laughs> i don't know history my name's been alex i'm uh a a historian here's rj he's not a historian do you think do you feel like you know more about history now RJ? i think i know a little bit more do you know about what history. in the year that we haven't done this i've completely forgotten how to sign up podcasts because <laughs> i'm just going on and on i'm like oh i'm a podcast man you know things like that it has been a year since we've done the last episode so what did i used to say i can't remember right well no you'd normally be like okay my name's alex uh, like uh and like just say that you were the host and then rj do you think you've learned a little bit more about history? So basically what I, all the stuff yeah. I just said and then. And then you just go, thank you very much for listening, and then you sign off. Just Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>